and I'll burn your balls straight off your body, belief, spirit, and all that kind of stuff into this as a child. Oh, we'll be back in four years, motherfucker. Hey, you think the listeners can see you playing with your action figure? (laughs) Nobody can see your fucking screen, man. You want to see my wife breastfeed? Sammy G carries a lot of loads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This big guy slapping me in the air. That's the biggest moonsault I think I've ever seen. You know it's the right philosophy. The guys that whip it out right now. This is the drum he likes to pound a lot. He's agile. Right. We've all been there. Right. No, I never did that. I would not modify Andre the Giant's moveset to give him a dropkick and a hurricane rod you're gonna slide one in there okay you went holy shit he's going off the top rope because if he wanted to put a move on you he'd do it i, I could talk about macho all day because i hold my statue here the guy taking it duke i was fucking talking you uh, fucking chode sucker great bumps too like great leaping bumps yeah but this isn't a we just made a top five elbow drop <laughs> list episode genetic special rick killed a guy yeah he killed a guy moving to career even though he's an ass hat mike tna sucks ass but i don't like it are you ready all right we're all to catch you you ready come on come on we're gonna get you there's a lot of ladies that that, uh, that know what they're doing and who's your your number one leaping lady all right guys here we go <laughs> i'm coming whether you're ready or not oh yeah thank god he didn't get killed spot nice new inter- <laughs> internet you fucking idiot Second for me one time. In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents a motherfucking leap year special. Guys, I was thinking about this. We can only do this once every four years. That's the way it works out still, as far as I know. A leap year special. Special. Leap. Leap year special. We get an extra day this year, man. What are you going to do I know. with yourself? Me? I'm, I'm going to go to work. Like an adult. I'm going to go to my office and get things done. Uh, I'll probably go to work as well, actually. Good job. Lover boy. Tropical. What are you doing today? Leap year. Leap year day. Number 29. Of course I'm going to work. Full of sure. Sure. Sure hey, you are. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I wish I could slap you through this some days. You know yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I bet you, I bet you do. Right on the bottom, I bet, huh? Sick oh, yeah. freak. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna burn that Larry Legend shirt. <laughs> oh man, I'll burn your balls straight off your body. Uh, <laughs> nice to see you guys again. It's been a little while. Yeah, nice to see you too. Speaking of late leap years, I was thinking about this the other day. I read this. If you removed. It was like if you put 31 days, or not 31, if you put like 25 days in every month or something like that, 28, whatever it is, you could have another month. You would have 13 months on your calendar, and like the days would always flow together, like every Monday would line up, all that kind of stuff. What do you guys think about that? Add another month? I'm kind of for it. I mean, some some cultures do it that way, so. Oh, they do? Yeah. I didn't I realize that. Which ones, but yeah, I've heard of like 13-month calendars. Okay. Duke, you know anything about these 13-month calendars? Because I, I kind of like this idea. I mean, 13 is kind of a tricky number, right? Got a lot of superstitious really. folks out there. It might be a tough sell. Oh, gotcha. The superstitious types. I don't yeah, know, man. 12 I read hours that the other day, day. So it kind of works out. But I I see what you're saying. Having the, the same amount of days each month makes sense because, I mean, you got 29 this month. This happens once yeah. every four years. 
Yeah. It's weird, man. Weird it's stuff. Weird. So with that, with this leap year special, we're going to do something that was, it was kind of lover boy's idea there. Tropic Al was sitting there on his Island thinking he's a big fan of the leap year. He likes that extra day of work. You know how he is. And we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about? So, uh, one of the things that taking a leap every time I think of leap year, yeah, take a leap. Yeah. <laughs> you can take a leap right off a bridge. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things is I've been watching old wrestling uh, in preparation for the Year of Duke and Rogue podcast. Uh, I've caught some different things, like, and I've went down rabbit holes besides what you guys are going to be covering in the Saturday night main events and the big four pay-per-views. And I got on a leaping Lanny Poppo. And every time I hear leap year, it, it kind of puts Lanny Poppo into mind. And so I was like, you know, we could just have a general discussion because uh, this is the shortest month of the year but we get an extra day last year we did the president rushmore i was like let's change it up let's make it special so we're just going to do some appreciation for uh the aerial attacks of some individuals you know some of these cruiserweights that we enjoy just have a, a brief discussion some of the light heavyweights some of the heavyweights and some of the super heavyweights that so can really get off the mat and get after it and just good work rate good good things in the ring just stuff we enjoy you know it could be memories from the past could be current roster guys it's it's up to you really but we're just gonna have the discussion have a have a nice time and appreciate some wrestling on this extra day that we have this year i love that man hey do you know like both of you guys duke you went to school for college for like 13 14 years al you're you're a, you got a big old brain up there rattling around why do we have a leap day so and the mayans figured it out the way the sun you know, everything like we're rotating around the sun. It was like 365 point. And it's like two, four, six, something like that. So that's why it's not technically every four years it is, but the odd number, like year 100, you skip that one. So like 1900 did not have a leap day. It wasn't a leap year. Huh. Stuff like that. And it kind of cycles it out where it works out. Seasons stay at the same time. So you're not losing that extra day here and there and okay. summers become winters vice versa all right i like that answer now duke what's your answer i hope it's something better and different well actually every year has 365 like al was talking about you know yeah. like 0.25 days so we technically have an extra like six hours each year right but it's just yep. much easier to give us a full day every four years okay now, Al, what do you feel? How do you feel about Duke's explanation? You went into some Sounds Mayan bullshit, and 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 Duke went. Uh, you went technical on you. Well, I mean, uh, I had the like with the physics class. That's the only reason I know that crap. That was one of the, the astronomy things that they taught us: the cycling of the stars, the the seasons, and all that stuff. Yeah, Duke's is on point, Kevin. Oh, son of a bitch! You're okay. the only one that doesn't know anything. So that's no, I don't know shit about leaders. Duke, do you got anything on uh, like how how the leap year affected the Russians? You got you you took Russian history. Did the the Borsk River have a high tide? It has an extra day of winter, I suppose. Right, I like that. Yeah, I Ru like that. Russian winters are pretty brutal. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's that's about all I got, man. All right, I, 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 had your winter yet? 
Is it winter in Minnesota or is no? You know what? No, no, man. We we did have a snowstorm here recently, and it it was gone in a day. It sucks ass. I I want my winter, and now it's gonna fucking be like eighty degrees like next week, and sucks. I never had winter. Kick you off my lawn, man. Wrong fucking show. (laughs) Slap nuts. You you want the shitty weather? It's not shitty. that's That's what you're aching for. Is just. Freezing cold and snow and sliding off the roads and yeah, yeah, decrease the surplus population, numb nuts. What about the sunshine, man? Wearing shorts? No, you don't like the sun now. I'm allergic. Oh, sorry, I wasn't aware. Perhaps you forgot. We should be. We should get the train back on the rails here a little bit. Uh, Al, you're talking leaping, right? Leaping wrestlers, yeah. or maybe things that uh, should happen once only once every four years, or yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, you said leaping once landing. ever like, with this episode, yeah. probably <laughs> once ever. <laughs> oh, we'll be back in four years, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, the floor is yours, man. You, you said you were thinking about leaping, leaping, landing, and I, I really hope that's just what you're thinking about, and that led you to another thought, but. It's on you. Uh, watching some '80s wrestling. I'm going to start there because that's that's my foundation. That's the uh, the mortar and everything that that holds my wrestling fandom to this day. You know, that's that's the thing that enjoying that, investing my time, investing my belief, spirit, and all that kind of stuff into this as a child. Like everything of me wanted Hulk Hogan to just go undefeated, and if ever. He took, you know, a cheap shot, anything like that. It was heartbreaking. I still remember when we went, our first wrestling event was before WrestleMania five, like that winter. It was actually the November before the Survivor Series, a couple weeks before Survivor Series. They did a house show here in Huntsville, and the Mega Powers were still together. And I remember Philip bought, my brother bought the Macho Man poster while we were there because they were out of the Hogan poster. He wanted the Hogan. They were out of it. I got the Ultimate Warrior poster. <laughs> you would. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> Better than that Larry Legend bull crap. Oh, grow up. Warrior could wrestle circles around Larry Are Legend. You, I, I, oh, man, I will take as much shit as you give me, but that there is a line. Uh, fuck you, Al. Duke, what do you got? What, what I was going to say was that you know we were so invested. I remember the night that he turned on Hogan. My brother went in and just ripped his Macho Man poster off the wall, ripped it to shreds and everything, because it was just, it was real to him. Like, you don't hurt Hulk. And so, as I've been going back through that, I got to start with, uh, he's a former AWA champion, but he was in the the strike force and had the tights that uh, uh, Kevin likes the best. And it's Rick Martell was one of the guys, like, you know, as far as his athleticism, that's another one between junkyard dog meeting us that day and Rick Martell delivering a drop kick that he was in a, you know, parallel plane to the mat, six feet high in the air, perfectly delivered that night. You know, my dad still talks about those things and just watching some old Rick Martell, especially strike force. Now, when he became the model, it wasn't as high flying because he was kind of pressing around and stuff, but strike force, young Rick Martell, champion of awa rick martell man that's that's some guys you know that's one of the guys that i i've grown to appreciate more as an adult 
and his prowess, his ability there. So I guess that would be kind of like my light heavyweight guy that I want to highlight for this episode. It's just Rick Martell. Go check him out. Great dropkick on Martell, for sure. He does have a great dropkick. Not the best dropkick, but it's a very, very good dropkick. Like, if you're talking leaping and you're talking dropkicks, there's only one guy that comes to my mind. Do you, do you know who it is? Do you know whose dropkick I, I put above all, all, all the rest? He had a bird named Frankie. No, no. no. Close, though. Close. Mark Zindrak. Zindrak? If you take the time and you look at what he what he has done in Mexico, and you look at the vertical leap he gets on his uh, off on his drop kicks, it is insane, and the delivery is beautiful, man. I don't. He must have took. He went to drop kick college. Uh, he's got an insane vertical, and he's. I've seen him drop kick guys that were placed on other guys' shoulders from just a standing position. Like I, I don't know if you guys, either one of you guys, delve into that. You know, that, that Mexican wrestling so much. I I saw a lot of it on, like, uh, there's a CMML channel on, like, Pluto TV I used to watch when I was at the office. But you see Zindrak, man. He is throwing just the most beautiful, high-flying, standing dropkick I've ever seen. It's just, it's, it's a thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It probably was a highlight of that last year WCW, for sure. I'm trying to figure out how uh, Coco B was close to Jindrak, though. You ever seen Coco B throw a drop kick? Well, they never cross paths. No. You're just talking drop kicks. I'm just talking drop kicks, man. I wasn't oh, saying okay. like they're having a drop kick competition, right? Right. The drop right. kick Olympics, which Jintrak would win gold. Huh. I mean, we've we've we've, we've kind of went on a drop kick talk here. Leaping yeah. Duke, we're, who's yeah, your number man. one drop kick? I thought you were going to one hard. No, it's uh, a good drop kick. It's a fine drop kick, but it's not a Jintrak tag team partner of coco i believe for a short period of time they had the mc mc hammer gig oh yeah yeah owen hart blue blazer uh moment of silence yeah we do that so owen hart obviously left us too too soon I mean, I could have seen him being world heavyweight champion, but his uh, his drop kick, he, he had a few different unique drop kicks, right? What do they call, they this, call one? this one? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Duke, wait, wait to fucking sh- show all the listeners. <laughs> I'm just, hey, you think I'm, the listeners can see you playing with your action figure? <laughs> I, I can't remember what this, this kind of drop kick is called. The one where he just kind of jumps up, he takes a back bump? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the technical name is for it off the top of my head. Well, good look. You know, he had a good standard drop kick as well. You'd see him do that Inseguri kick. You know, we're actually going to be covering him once we get to WrestleMania Five at the end of this season. So it was the uh, the Blazer. Blazer, the Blazer. The yeah, and he took one hell of a leap. Uh, but <laughs> too soon. Yeah, it probably has the most memorable leap in, in wrestling history. <laughs> That's fair. But you, when you're saying like a top rope drop kick, missile drop kick, missile drop kick, right? What do you think of Booker T? Booker T used that as a finish for a while in WCW. Yeah, he had a he had a good collection of kicks as well. 
Major a real long lanky guy too. Mm-hmm. You don't so. think of him as much of a leaper, you know, but he had the uh yeah, what was it, the Harlem hangover? It's a hell of a move. He had that missile I mean, drop kick off the top. Yeah, the axe kick alone is a heck of a you know, athletic feat itself, you know. Yeah. Spinneroony. Yeah. Spinneroos I mean it's not much of a leap, but yeah, I see where you're going. That the athletic maneuver. Just, just popping my head. You talk about guys that that uh, leaping guys, right? Leaping memories. There's one guy that like all he has is a leap, and it's not that good. Uh, tell me your thoughts about leaping Jeff Hardy. He's actually mm. number one on the list of best aerial wrestlers of all time. Whose fucking list on Ranker? Yeah, there's got to be. There has to be somebody at the end of that, right? Who's get the writing credit for that article? I mean, if we're just like tallying up the the number of times he's fallen off of something, he's probably towards the top. What's it? It's another good point. He's not really leaping; he's falling. Yeah, it's just the list curator of interesting dot com. Say, but yeah, uh, I, I associate Jeff Hardy's like leaping ability type stuff more with Edge spearing him off the belt WrestleMania seventeen. That's <laughs> classic drop. Yeah, just a drop. In, in terms of a daredevil, I mean, you know, we talked about this on our on our last season when we covered TNA. Sabu, yeah. right? Yeah. So Jeff Hardy took a lot of Sabu's spots and made him look real sloppy. There was a stretch there in the 90s where Sabu was, you know, he's just so in control of all the, the crazy leaps he did and whatnot. I would, I would rank Sabu above Jeff Hardy. Easily, yeah. Oh man, what about what about RVD, man? That's that's where I was going. Ooh, next. Yeah. yeah, all the way across the ring. The the height that he got on that five star frog splash, I, RVD might be the pinnacle of of leaping. I would give it just a slight edge over RVD. Not much pop and Neville. You know, Pock or Neville, whichever one you want to call him. Death Triangle, little yeah, little British man. guy that he does things well just in the ring to the leapfrogs and everything that he's smaller than RVD and just gets explodes off that man. Hmm. It's something that I would say. I know you're a ECW Mark, so they're not. We're not changing your mind, <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay to have an opinion. I think the thing with RVD being like not a cruiserweight guy is there was you know more to his splashes you know yeah. they seemed they were more devastating the uh of course the van terminator that's the first time i ever seen somebody go across the whole ring right yeah. and he was so, doing it in the big ring too he did, he did yeah. that in, the, in in the federation man i would kind of liken jeff hardy to like this guy here shane mcmahon I was gonna say, Duke. Nobody can, nobody can see your fucking screen, man. Like, I love that you got your figs back out. <laughs> I'm just having fun over here, man. Leave me alone. Got, Shit. All right. You know, Shane. Uh, same, same shtick as Hardy. You know, he's known for falling off of things, really. Yeah. And not much else. I mean, Hardy had a move set at one point, but. I'd I'd be okay with never seeing a Jeff Hardy match again. What do you what do you put like 
because McMahon had a ton of giant leaps, right? Giant huge falls. Which is the one that sticks with you the most? Either the uh, went up the uh, Titantron and Blackman smacked him with a stick. There's that one, and then I think Taker didn't Taker throw him off the hell in the cell, or he did an elbow. He, he left. He did the elbow leap off the cell. So, yeah. offensive move like that is very rare. Uh, those are the two that stick out to me. Those are the one that stick to you too, L. Yeah, I mean that would be the 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 big ticket moments. You know, uh, when Kevin Owens was it in the cage match, he beat him. By throwing him off the cage onto the table, that would probably be the, the third place finish for me. Of Shane, several coast to coast shots. But. Yeah, you you knew you were going to see something special. Yeah, and he had he had one leapfrog. Was it last year's WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, and blew that was up special. Fucking special. <laughs> I got to give it to Snoop Dogg for picking up the audible there and getting the win, but. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind, not necessarily a specific aerial spot, but when he faced uh, Kurt Angle at one of the King of the Rings mm-hmm. and just got destroyed. He always had spots. You know what I mean? He had spots, but when he had uh, like matches with Kurt Angle, and this is this might be more on Kurt Angle than, than Shane O'Mac, but I think I'd rather see Shane O'Mac wrestle Kurt Angle 10 out of 10 times as opposed to Jeff Hardy, Russell Kurt Angle. Yeah, Jeff Hardy's number one on the list. Shane McMahon's 35 on this list. That wh- Whatever cocksucker wrote that list. <laughs> Needs well, need to... from the people. Like, the people get to vote. Well, we all know the people are idiots. He's always had a huge following, you know. Folks taking their paint baths and showing really up before, looking all unwell. Yeah, before the TNA days. Early, well, I'll say early WWE, WWF days, he was much more tolerable, much more enjoyable. But, you know, mm-hmm. when he got on the pills and getting a little inebriated behind the wheel, that's it, it kind of fell off. And then the TNA, that ultimate match where he could barely walk to the ring and they're like, Sting, finish this. Like, just yeah. just go and take him down and, and end it. Like, get him out of here. Kill him. <laughs> we saw a couple of uh, couple occasions where he would be visibly upset that his spot didn't go the way that he wanted it to. Like just super after like winning, just like super unprofessional. And we had, I don't know. We probably talked about him enough, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like that early Hardy Boy stuff as well, but he, yeah, just kind of got progressively less enjoyable for me easily progressively less enjoyable now we we should probably i don't know i don't even know if i want to talk about it really i started to say it now i'm kind of switching gears already the leaping right it's so watered down now because there's so much of it yeah like when you're watching and you hate to just point to like you know one company specifically but it's a company run by a bunch of chodes. Uh, you have to be more specific there. That's probably all of them. Big chodes. <laughs> Again, these guys are on steroids, Kevin. More specific. <laughs> uh, you all, got a billionaire playing with his wrestling toys. Is that uh, the one? that's the one that I'm thinking of? 
Like they have guys that like they leap all the time, like almost, you know, like watching TNA circa 2004, just too much leaping. And it waters down just all the leaps. Now, if they take a step back, right, and, and don't leap as much to let things breathe, who do you think in that organization would maybe be on, on like, if you're going to make a, a list like your ranker? Is there a guy you would pick out of that organization that goes, oh, yeah, and that, that effort can leap? Yeah, I got it. It's your boy, Dante Martin. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a nice guy, too. Hell of yeah. a nice guy. That guy, it's impressive. Uh, I'm hoping he, uh, I know that he's been done a couple of spots since the return from the, the gruesome, gruesome leg injury, but he, uh, he's incredible, uh, to watch him in person. I mean, dude just flies. It's like, there are a few, like he and Pac are two that, you know, when they called him Neville, like the man gravity forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was because some of the things he could do off the top rope that nobody can do. And he does it clean, like effortlessly. Like a 450, I remember when that was a big deal back in the day. It should still be a big deal. It absolutely mm-hmm. should be a big deal. But he can do those, you know, just, eh, no problem. Right. I say, Martin, the thing that always that blows me away about him is his body control. Yes, his, his body control is, is absolutely second to none, and I think I've I've made this comparison on uh, on Totspot. Like I have not seen a guy that can move like him with his body control since RVD, when RVD was first coming on and, and catching a lot of a lot of I guess fanfare. Uh, his body control is is like it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that. I'm glad nobody said you know any of the other chilled sandwiches. <laughs> you didn't want to say swerve or anybody like that. I know the one you're referring to. Yeah, it's not. It's not swerve. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, their little friend Sammy G. Hey guys, I'm Sammy G. You want to see my wife breastfeed? <laughs> Fucking no, no, I don't. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I'll take a yeah, kind of a side out. Kind of a sidestep here. A uh, guy who's going to be retiring the Stinger, right? Stinger splash, hell of a leap. Yep. And back in the day, you'd see him, you know, flying over the top rope. You know, that's that's kind of what made him special. You know, he was a heavyweight for sure, but, you know, also agile. Not the most technically sound guy, but always super over. And these days, he's, you know, still doing those big spots. But uh, Stinger splash is a big favorite of mine. He was a body guy likened to Elwig that would not kill you in the ring. How about that? That's, that's is that a fair compliment towards Sting? That's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss Surfer Sting. Like that was that was one of the fun parts of watching WCW. You know, with some of the characters in Surfer Sting. You know, I mean, granted, the Crow Sting was a lot of fun, and the whole NWO feud and everything like that. That that really shook the foundation of wrestling, but something about that bleach blonde hair, the bright colors, just going out there, had the rat tail. I mean, just fun times, man. What about, uh, this is a guy when he started, I really loved, and I actually still love to this day. I think he was a very underrated performer. Hakushi. Hakushi, that was the first time I saw that handspring back elbow performed in a wrestling ring, was Hakushi. 
right? He had some great moves flying over the top rope. It, you know, even just like walking the uh, walking the ropes like Taker. Taker's another one too. He's got that big leap that uh, oh, he yeah. does. It's just beautiful. I got what he talks about Hakush. Very smooth. Extremely in the smooth, ring, man. Yeah. Are those tattoos real or is that that gimmick? No, those tattoos aren't real. Oh. Why, are you thinking about doing that to yourself? I kind of wonder what the message is, right? Uh, I used to know this. I don't Probably I don't remember says it off something. the top of my head. But, yeah, mid-90s, he had, he had some great matches with Bret Hart. One, two, three, uh, kid. Right. right. He was definitely a highlight. He was something different. Uh, I don't know what happened to him after... After he left the Fed, but yeah, he went back um, to Japan, man. Well, he wrestled for wrestled for Noah. I think he he might actually still be wrestling for Noah. You got a favorite Hakushi moment, boy? So favorite moment when he when he took Bret Hart's head. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, I was wondering if you recalled that one. Yeah, a little, little out there. Stuff. It's probably my favorite Hakushi moment. So I'm for that. But his, uh, you know, I was talking about Sabu earlier with his his control when he's, you know, walking the ropes. You know, Hakushi was the same way. Uh, less reckless, but, but yeah, I definitely appreciate his his leaping. I'll give, uh, I'll give props when it comes, you know, we're talking about that athleticism and stuff. And I'm not the biggest luchador guy. You know, we can go down the rabbit hole of loose doors. Ray Phoenix, his agility on the ropes is, it's something to behold because you see a lot of people attempt these spots and you can physically see them second guessing themselves. Usually <laughs> the only way Ray Phoenix is really botching those rope spots is if he's having to hold on to someone else or do something with like, you know, Sammy G or something like that, that you know, He's having to carry the load there, but uh, Sammy G carries a lot of loads yeah. in his ass. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, Ray Phoenix is—it is something. Uh, watching them a few years ago here in town, like it is something to behold. That, you know, wow, he is just fearless on those. Just takes off running. Here we go. Yeah, and like I think there's a big difference when you're. Because, like, obviously not a big Jeff Hardy guy, and you'll see where I'm going here after, after. You're talking about guys that like Master of the Ropes, Hakushi, Ray Phoenix, guys like that. Some guys are hesitant. It's okay just to say the name, Al. You can say Vikingo, all right? Because he sucks. He he could jump, right? He can, he can twirl. He can flip. But he can't, he can't wrestle a fucking lick. He's a good spot best. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do a bunch of spots, sure, throw him in there. He's in the right company for that. Yeah. Well, I thought of another, uh, just just while we're going down these lists, and just, we'll take this however we want to, guys. You know, we can swerve the wheel, whatever. But one that uh, I want a new Legends of, one Superfly, Jimmy Snook. Yeah. That was a guy that I enjoyed. Anybody that wrestles barefoot, props to you, first off. Oh, no props to you. Legendary well, leaper. That crap has got to hurt, you know, constantly. Yes, I don't want to see your stinky feet you know, or anything <laughs> like that, even though I'm not wearing socks, Kevin. So that's 
<laughs> he was probably medicated most all the time, you know, dealing with that pain. But yeah, legendary uh, murdering somebody, leaping yeah, figure. <laughs> his 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 ex wife took a legendary leap as well. <laughs> but you know these you know these aerial artists that you know just. When Superfly did that, like whenever he went up top, it was a big moment in wrestling. Like, that was a, you know, everybody stopped. And I know most people go back to the uh, fight with Morocco off the cage. Was it Madison Square Garden or Shea State? Madison it was Square. In New York. Yeah. That he launched off the 15 foot cage to beat Morocco that night. I mean, that's, that's awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. His uh, personal life and, you know, habits and things like that. You know, maybe not the best guy. No. Him and Dynamite Kid fall in that category a lot to me. Maybe not the best of guys. <laughs> Probably not. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> I I always liked watching Snuka matches. The the problem is is that like you go back and watch them now and there's just it seems like his his prime went quickly yes. and he didn't have after he after he reached the summit the fall on the other side was was might have been quicker than his ex-wife's man i worked that joke in twice i'm gonna pat myself on the back <laughs> yeah you'd, you'd see him pop back pop back in the picture from time to time and i think he actually worked until he died pretty much but yeah that early 80s he was I think he was actually voted like top face in the company, you know, by one of those rankster whatever's in the early eighties there. And then that incident happened and he disappeared for a while, but very unique, uh, very unique, especially for the time, you know, in American wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right there. Uh, boy, guy that just came to mind. Well, flash funk. Too cold Scorpio, man. Now that guy could fly, and he was doing some really innovative innovative stuff for the time. Now, I know, you know, we, we pretty much credit Don Morocco for starting the Flippy Guy Revolution, but maybe it was maybe it was too cold Scorpio, man. Go back and watch what he was doing, because he was doing things before, you know, before an RVD was doing things. He was doing things before a lot of the other guys were doing, like, true, true flippy guy stuff did he start the flippy guy revolution he did it well too he could wrestle but he also did the those insane leaping moves he did the 450 right he did he was that was the first guy i saw pull that pull that off back in the uh mid 90s yeah big time air early 90s man for sure and uh I think his run as Flash Funk well, was memorable, but it was pretty short. But uh, yeah, hell of a high, hell of a high flyer. Like his kicks, you know. Oh, he had a team with Buff the Stuff at one point. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Now, you were you, were you much of a too cold Scorpio oh, Flash yeah. Funk kind of guy? I was gonna say too cold was he was tremendous. I wasn't as crazy about Flash, but. I just, I'd already had my favorites at that time. Let's, I mean, the figure that we have of Flash Funk, that's a, 
that's a cool fig. We we talked about it on tots, I know, but uh two cold Scorpio, like some of the things and you talk about clean drop kicks, uh execution of, you know, some of these moves. You know, the leapfrog move in and of itself is something that I mean, he he could clear most of that roster effortlessly. Yeah. And like that's something that, you know, athletically doesn't need to be understood. Like it's that's impressive. And from a flat not a running go to jump over it, just for a flat jump. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's impressive. He was kind of a precursor to the Godfather a little bit. You know, coming out with the ladies and uh, that flash funk gimmick I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> and Brodus Clay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, one. The, uh, the Funkasaurus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody calls uh, him because he sucks. Yeah, I mean, another big guy I got to mention, the big van. Right? Yeah, as you hold up under the action I was going to say, are we going to go to big guys now? Because I'm excited about this one. Big guys slapping meat, getting air. <laughs> it's it's going to be good. Hey, I, Duke, you say Vader, man, and I'm always in. I think all of our listeners know what a big fan of Vader I am. So, uh, Vader, in my mind, one of the, maybe the best big man, most athletic big man. I know Bam Bam's up there, too. Yeah. But what Vader did, I always loved Vader. I love the presentation. I love the moveset. I loved how, I mean, some of those guys were, <laughs> were catching potatoes, sure. But, yeah. like, you always, when you saw him, you believed that he was kicking somebody's ass, right? And then he incorporated, obviously, loved the Vader bomb. Great move. Then he, he's doing the Vader salt, right? He didn't need to do the Vader salt. The Vader right. bomb was enough. It was enough. He incorporated, he had a, he had a pretty crisp uh, second rope splash. I didn't mind. I, I'm in on Vader, man. For, for well, a guy that that's big, the that's the biggest moon salt I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, if you go and watch some of his Japan stuff, there's even more. Like, they, I think in the States, toned it. I know WWF, like, toned it down. Like, because big guys don't do this. You know, that's their unspoken, and it's a shame, you know. No, it's the right, it's, it's the right philosophy, Al. <laughs> you know it's the right philosophy. The guys that can do it, though, like, can actually do it. Like, it's, it's impressive to see. Yeah, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. I mean, I could whip it out right now. Start pounding off. I could, but I shouldn't. Yes, you should. You like Vader, though. (laughs) So Vader's Vader's an exception, though. So Vader Vader didn't do a Vader salt every match. He didn't do high flying stuff every match. He didn't do. He didn't even do the Vader bomb. And I don't know if you'd even call the. Va- oh, you got a Funko Pop of Vader, you son of a bitch! You sidestep me. Uh, so Vader, there was a time too where like he didn't even use, always use the Vader bomb as his finish. Sometimes he just used a power bomb. Yeah, he used he used the move sparingly enough where when he did it, they mattered. So would I say that he's the exception to big guys not doing big like flips and high flying stuff? No, I'd say Vader did it the right way. Just once in a while. Yeah. Mix it in, man. Mix it in. Well, and that's the thing. If you see uh, every match, I, I know Kevin, this is the drum he likes to pound a lot. Uh, if you see it every match, it's no longer special. 
if you see it multiple times every match, it's really not special, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, Bam Bam was another one that was on my list that uh, for a big man could flat move around that ring, do some things that would surprise you for a man of his size and stature like that. It it was something to behold, especially like the young Bam Bam. They let him be a little bit more athletic. Uh, you know, ECW he he got a little run there that he, you know, the wheels are off at ECW. Anything goes, you know, right? You do whatever you want, but right. Some of the young Bam Bam like to see how athletic he was. That it looked easy for a man his size. Yeah. What do you think right. of uh, <clears throat> Cody? I know we're not on a you know kind of moved into the big man leap. And what do you think about Cody? Right, he, he can work the ropes. He's got the disaster kick. He's got the Cody cutter. He had great moonsault, right? Had that great moonsault off the top of the cage. Like he can, he can leap and he does it at the right time. He does it when it, when it means something. What do you think about Cody as a, as a leaper? I'm a bigger fan of Cody's technical abilities, you know, like of technical wrestling, uh, yeah, he has ability there for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like kind of a, you know, like we were talking about with Vader, you think about his technical stuff, you know, more so, but he is definitely very agile. He's agile. <laughs> his boobies do tricks. Well, back to big guys, because Kevin tries to take us off topic every year. <laughs> uh, one of the big guys that I really liked was the early days of the Giants. When the they with the yeah. <laughs> I mean they they actually let him wrestle. It wasn't just lumbering, you know. And eventually he he grew into the. That's all we can do is the lumbering, and I'm going to punch you in the face and joke slap you. <laughs> that's 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 my move set, guys. <laughs> that's, that's what I got. I'm going to go smoke some cigs, eat some hot dogs. I'll figure the rest out. But who's getting this? Who's getting these hands? <laughs> but Man. to see the early on Jai with that drop kick that he used to deliver on Nitro, <sighs> special. It's kind of surreal. It does. It looks like you know something you'd only do in a video game, like somebody right. that big. <laughs> like modifying Andre the Giant's move sets. <laughs> right, right. We've all been there. Right. No, I never did that. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. No, I did. I would not. No, I did. I would not modify Andre the Giant's moveset to give him a drop kick and a hurricane rana. Andre, he did. He did drop kick back he in the day. He, he damn sure did. I, I've seen him do a flying head scissors as well. You're a big Andre guy. Love uh, Andre. What do you think of Andre's aerial work? I mean, I, I think I probably think the same I do about like any big guy's aerial work. I mean, if you're going to do it to to wow the crowd, right? You're going to slide one in there, okay? You know, don't do it every match. Make it mean something. Make it important. Make it special. You get a guy that big, like even even the Jai, like I was talking about. The Jai wasn't throwing that drop kick every Monday night. He wasn't throwing it every Saturday night. When he threw it, it was special. Yeah. The Jai went off the top rope. Not every match. Not every month, not every year. But when he did it, you went, holy shit, he's going off the top rope. This is something special. Yeah, I mean, uh, Andre, if you watch some of those those old 
you know, that, the old Andre stuff where he's moving around a little bit more. That's it, there is fun. Like it is fun to watch, but he's not, he's not doing it every match yeah, before he broke his ankle. Those Andre matches are something that like you see some athleticism, you see some moves that look clean and crisp and you get to see the strength of Andre on display because if he wanted to put a move on you, he'd do it. Just, yeah. You can't tell him no. Yeah. Man, Al, at the top of the show, you brought up Leaping Lanny. You know, I got I got to talk about the guy who just won the world championship on our current season, the Macho Man. That flying elbow, probably still the best. It's my favorite some, aerial move of all time. I mean, you want to take it away here, Al? It's a Hall well, of I Fame mean, elbow was, drop. Uh, you go ahead and talk. I want to show you that if we're bringing out figures, I'll show Duke the, the real figure. <laughs> With this old school WWF that we're covering, you don't see as much off the top rope stuff. It's pretty common to see like a fist off the top rope, you know, or maybe yeah. a double axe once in a while. But from this era, I think you know that that's probably the probably the best high flying move. You know, well, and, and back then, like it wasn't just the it wasn't just the top rope flying elbow, which is a beautiful flying elbow. He would do that when he'd run over and and hang a guy up on the ropes, but Savage drops to the floor. He'd do the double axe mm-hmm. handle from the top to the floor to the ring. Like he he always was incorporating it. Um, and when he was incorporating it, it always seemed like he was doing it in almost maybe not desperation, but he he needed to bust out like the moves. Right, he needed to, to do that to get the upper hand. That's that's one of the things I loved about what he did with his aerial assault. And that's that was his equalizer because Macho was only six two, in a in a land of giants. You know he was he was a smaller guy. He always carried himself. That's why he wore the big robes. Always kind of bristled up, bowed out. You know stuff like that. But uh, that his aerial work and his speed to that, like how he could get up those ropes so fast, hit you with the double axe handle, was it was special. I mean, I I could talk about Macho all day. Because I hold my statue here, <laughs> <laughs> man. Oftentimes, Macho would just—he would just leap to the outside when he was leaving the ring. But you know, you know, Lanny actually holds a victory over the Hulkster. Oh yeah, fun fact. Oh, the debut of the fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, and that's that leads me to another one that Lanny having that victory is the genius over the Hulkster. Uh, that that manager he had there, he was a pretty good little athlete himself, Mister Mister Henning, yeah, you know, uh, Mister Perfect. He, yeah. Oh yeah, he mm. he might could work a little bit. Hell of a drop kick, greatest you know, work of all time. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. Great job, kick. Great, so great bumps too, like great leaping bumps. Like that's that's one that's one thing that we I guess we haven't touched on yet in this this leaping episode. Yeah. When you're talking about like guys that bump and the leaping bumps, the over the top bumps, like Perfect was the, the in my mind one of the guys that really introduced that mainstream. And then you move into Shawn Michaels' early heel work, him bumping around, get the hell out of town, man. Nobody was bumping as good as he was. Feel like made, that's a new made all of his opponents look great. The greatest Duke, I was fucking talking to you, you uh, fucking chode sucker. 
Game of Thrones on it. Yeah. But My bad. Uh, I feel like that's a future list episode is uh, the greatest bump takers of all time. Yeah. That would be a fun one. Absolutely. Because, uh, and, and they incorporated such like HPK selling out to the arena floor over the top, whatever it was. Uh, Hadding had kind of had that signature, that signature bump as well. Uh, sometimes I don't know if Michaels knew how he was going to bump, but he knew he was going to jump and bump. Like some of them were just over the top, jumping off, you know, jumping off the second rope or the first rope and doing a like inverted somersault. It was, it was so outrageous, but it always like it made the guy he was going against look that much bigger, that much better. Where was Bear Boulder's bump on that list? Bear Boulder, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it was. <laughs> Good jackass selling right into the toilet. That was so bad. It was the worst. <laughs> it was the absolute worst. Dude, I know you're you're like a HBK lover, right? Oh yeah. Where does I mean, where does his leaping bumps fall on your your leaping bump in your mind? Well, something is that come to mind. <laughs> Are him him taking the bumps like you know that the taker back body dropped him over the, the top and he hit the casket, you know. Fortunately, put him putting him out for a while. He would do that type of thing in every match, and we're talking about a different kind of leaper, like you said, a guy taking it. He does have one of the. I'd probably rank his elbow in the top five. No somewhere. way. You don't like the Michael's elbow. It's a good elbow, but top five? Yeah. Who do you got? Yeah. Punk's got a good one, sure. Yeah, but this isn't a we just made a top five elbow drop <laughs> list episode. All right, man. Well, you know, great drop top kick. Top Him five. and Janetti. Those those combo leaps are pretty special. Oh, Janetti's special. Rocker we dropper. Yeah, we love Marty Janetti. Fucking say it, Duke. We love Marty Janetti. I gotta love Marty Janetti too. Okay, I we love, love. Okay, <laughs> I didn't feel like say telling it. Marty Janetti stories. It's like on Anchorman when Ron Burgundy Brick killed a guy. You know, <laughs> somebody talks about Marty Janetti too. Yeah, he killed a guy. <laughs> but we love Marty Janetti. We love Marty Janetti. Take the shit seriously, Duke. We love Marty Janetti. <laughs> Yeah, one of my one of my favorite uh before we move along here, one of my favorite Michael's elbow spots, you know, him and McMahon at Mania off the ladder. Yeah. You know? And this is another thing we should point out. As far as ladder matches go, this guy kinda put it on the map. You know, a lot of the great aerial aerial artists incorporate the ladder. You know, and it wasn't the first time it ever happened, but love Michaels, great high flyer. Well, might might be you know, he's one of the greatest wrestlers ever, so I mean it'd be hard to discuss, you know, leapers on this leap year day, on the leap day itself, without mentioning some of those cruiserweights of WCW. Whether it be you know, Ray Mysterio obviously had has had the biggest career of any of those luchadors that came in. But Probably even when you're looking at guys time. like Psychosis, Cyclope, Super Colo. Uh, I mean, Hooven to Greer, even though he's an asshat. Uh, there's a lot of guys that, that came through. I mean, Lismark, man. Lismark was a badass. Those Eddie. guys. Eddie, great talk. Yep. Didn't even. I mean, Ed, Eddie, man. 
those guys came in and they, they did such cool stuff. Uh, and it was perfect. You knew it was a, it was, you know, gonna, you're going to get like a Lucha Libre style match. It was your opening match. Got the crowd up. Did a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot Mike of TNA explain it to you. Mike, Mike TNA sucks ass, but like, I, I get what you're saying. Like it, a lot of, they just did so much cool, cool stuff in that. And then, I mean, obviously you had your, your Jericho's that got mixed in and, and, you know, Malenko was a different kind of cruiserweight, didn't do the leaping, but it was maniac technician yeah and like i said ray had the probably the not even probably hands down the most decorated career out of any of those luchadors that came in through wcw during that cruiserweight division i mean after after your obvious right after your your ray your eddie you know those those staples probably your psychosis was there a guy that stuck out to you in in that in that grouping of 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 high flyers i mean was it l dandy was it silver king i i love was a fan of kidman billy kidman back in the day that shooting star press was that's a good time you're talking seven seven year itch billy kidman yeah yeah okay all right yes yeah, yeah the flock i enjoyed raven's flock that's that's elite we're speaking stuff into existence on not so we can do it here as well okay. we need some block you know, Ravens Flock Elite. We need the, the Dungeon Elite. Like, finish the set. Come on, guys. Yeah, finish I the agree. set. Dude, could you got cruiserweights past the uh, the obvious the obvious tugs? I'm gonna go Sugar Shane Helms. One of the highlights from okay. our last season of WCW. Very creative. Love his high flying moves. Of course, later on, had success as the Hurricane. Uh, I liked Three Count. That whole team provided <laughs> some excitement. <laughs> Specifically, Sugar Shane. Well, you you don't like the rest of three count. You don't like oh, Tank man. Abbott managing them. No, I don't. I did not like that. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it was really grasping at straws to find something that good about that last year at WCW. But uh, Sugar Shane was kind of a diamond in the rough. I like that. I like that. Is there a leaping spot? through the years i mean we've all watched countless hours of of wrestling is there a leaping spot that you put above or maybe one that just you 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 like you'd love to see i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna pitch it to you first al because i know when it comes to flippy guy wrestling i think tropical so what, what comes to mind al honestly it uh i mean macho man's elbow there's there's several of those that he's delivered in the past, but the leaping spot. I'm gonna give some props, like you said to Cody, that moonsault off that cage against Wardlow. That was like the week after we had went to Dynamite here in town, and I mean that was clean. Yes, you have so much more space to do that. That was a super clean. Just incredible spot. Uh, good dance partners on that one because Wardlow helped uh, prevent him from just crashing <laughs> and burning totally. So, you know, that's something tip of the cap to him there. But that's the one, you know, of recent memory. And then Superfly off that cage back in the day. You know, those, those cage spots, when you're doing an aerial assault move off a cage, it's like a four post massacre. You know, ready to rumble style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm in on that. I like that. Yeah, you don't forget those. What do you What do you think, man? You got some some leaping spots that stick out in your mind. Guy, we haven't mentioned one of the all timers, AJ Styles. Beautiful. If he did not do that flip over the top every match, that would be in his favor because that's an incredible spot. Like we've seen him flip basically into the in the audience because he overshot a guy. We just we just got used to seeing it every time out there, so it kind of lost some of its uh, appeal, I guess. You know, but pretty incredible. He lived up to his name. You know, the phenomenal one. Just out of recent stuff I've watched, that's what sticks out. Gotcha. Who yeah, there's got? like there's. I was gonna say there's there's certain like leaping like spots in general that I've never gotten tired of. RVD's, you know, the the five star frog splash. I'll will never ever get sick of seeing that it's just a, it's a it's a thing of beauty i think rvd just in general i've always been a giant fan of and and his leaping ability is second to none ricochet ricochet is a guy worth mentioning on on leap year yeah. when we're talking about guys yeah. that can leap because yeah. he, he can do just insane crazy things that's that body control thing again. yeah yeah it's just nuts what he can do but there's, i think there's one that i i don't know if i ever really get tired of it and we've seen it through you know different matches different guys doing it and it's it's the leap off the steel cage right the leap mm. off the steel cage i mean ray mysterio his debut night on smackdown when he climbed up that cage and who he, he, he dove onto what jbl was it jbl's cabinet that he dove into the ring on that that one like that one sticks out in my mind that one's huge but like i like a dive from the top of the cage i don't like guys standing i don't like seven guys standing and waiting for him like is he coming are you ready i remember all to catch you you're ready come on come on we're gonna get you uh i like <laughs> i like you know a diving a diving elbow a, a crisp and was swan dive headbutt from the top of the cage right like those the, the those are the ones that i've always like i go wow that's that's incredible you don't need it every cage match but when it does happen, like, oh boy, it moves, man. It moves. Not to just totally derail us, but what about the ladies? You talk about diving off a cage. EO. Yeah. That, that crazy EO. little mink. EO. Oh. Hero. Oh. <laughs> EO. Uh, Kyrie Sane. Riho. The flying princess there. <laughs> My gal. Her name is name is Rio. <laughs> I mean that's that's three women that are fearless when it comes to putting their body in harm's way. I like Becky uh not Becky, Bailey's top rope elbow. Bailey's well. got a really good top rope elbow. Uh I am a big fan of Rio. I you know, obviously she's undersized, but she throws caution to the wind and she's leaping all over the place. I, I think Carrie Sane's elbow drop is maybe the best elbow drop in the business right now, and and I I don't know that there's many that touch what she does. Like it's it is the it is absolutely the insane elbow. Uh, talking talking ladies, talking lady leapers. We got to mention those. Uh, Lita. Those are really the ones. You don't have to, but we can. We she can. was uh she was the first gal I saw do. Those high flying moon salts, you know, she came in managing SA Rios and she was the highlight of the match. Um, 
Well, yeah, she stuck around as they didn't. So that. <laughs> right. Just in terms of, you know, I, that was the first time I had seen that. I imagine she was kind of akin to maybe Superfly and, you know, inspiring some gals. And there is a there is a smaller sample size, obviously, because, I mean, ladies wrestling has really only been truly brought to the forefront within the last, you know, eight, ten years. Um, <clears throat> but the, the gals that are doing it now are, are doing incredible. Like, Tiffany Stratton, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she 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 can fly, right? She she can leap. She knows what she's doing in there. There's there's a lot of ladies that that uh, that know what they're doing. They know, they know their way around a ring. Yeah, the uh, and then another one that she hasn't performed as well in recent times. Charlotte Flair had a a mean moonsault. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. she did. She always had a mean moonsault. I mean, she she's progressively gotten worse as as yeah. time's gone on. Like she had I don't need to see her anymore. I'm kind of I'm out on the on the Charlotte Flair. But she can she did. She had a really great a, a real great moonsault. I mean, I'll still take a a Stratton, I'll still take a Kyrie Sane, a, you know, any of those gals over a over a Charlotte, but you know, Okay. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So if, if if you were gonna take if you're gonna take and say you know this is uh, the light, and Duke I actually do I like you bringing up Lita because you're right she did do a lot of the you know the stuff that you saw ladies do first in the ring you know as far as in the in the mainstream here with your your moon salts and, and hurricane Ronis and all that kind of stuff. Is there somebody going right now? Is there a lady that because like when you watch ladies' matches, a lot of them have so many of them have gymnastics backgrounds, right? So they they mm-hmm. can leap, they can fly. Is there a lady out there flying better than anybody else? So who's your who's your your number one leaping lady? I like Tiffany Stratton. Oh yeah, she she's just getting started as well. Local gal, she actually has a gymnastics background. No surprise there. Yeah. When it comes to the ladies, it's really between Kyrie and EO for me. Yeah. It's the sheer fearless nature of that. Yeah. Just send it. And I know at times when EO has jumped off stuff, it's not people waiting on EO. You know, she's usually having to, you know, she just sends. And, All right, guys. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> I'm coming, whether you're ready or not. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full, yeah full heart, eyes closed, can't lose. You know. Just... Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I that's that's a that's a that's a good one. Now I think EO's probably doing it. I mean, they call her what the the Empress of the Sky. So what it is? What the hell they call her? That's a pretty good moniker. I think it's something like that. But yeah, yeah, I'm... some something like that, and. Unstoppable man, she she is fantastic. Huge huge carry saying guy, but ah, Stratton man, something about her man. She can move in the ring. She leaps. She knows she knows what she's doing in there. So all three great. I mean, would be great selections, and I'm excited to see what they do too. I'm excited to see. I think all of them have you know obviously EO's the ladies champion right now, but I think they all have pretty pretty bright futures as far as that goes. Do you do you have a favorite local leaper? You're involved in the the wrestling scene. Anybody oh, yeah, in the Minnesota Midwest area stick out to you? There's a lot of guys that can work the style. Obviously, both both 
Riley Jackson, Levy Cruz, they can leap. I've seen Levy Cruz make some crazy leaps on the local scene. Uh, the guys from Royal Flava, that tag team, those guys can those guys can leap. I'm trying to think if there's any real like any singles guys. You know what I mean? Like both those guys are tag team guys, and I've seen like I said, I've seen Levy do some crazy stuff. Boy, let's see Riley Man. Jackson jump off some stuff. Yeah, Riley, Riley does some leaping. Those, the, I guess, those are the guys that come to mind. Just you know, top of my head. There's also uh, was it Country Air? The guys from Country Air. It seems like the they're, they're all uh, the the more leaping guys are a little bit more tag team centric here in the Midwest right now. Al, what's your? You've been to? You go to? Is there a local scene in Huntsville? They got locals. There's one. I want to say in Hazel Green, kind of north of Huntsville, kind of lumped into the metropolitan area kind of thing. You know, it's, okay. but it'd be up, uh, 231 headed toward Tennessee. They've got a spot. Uh, I haven't been to a lot of those shows, though. It's, it's a good, like, 40-minute drive from here. So okay. it's, it's not one that, if there was one, like, right down the road, yeah, take those in. But. Yeah. When was the last, what was the last indie show you've been to, Al? You know, when, uh, I think it was Natalia was making the reference, uh, we've been from Madison Square Garden to a small high school gym in Pisgah, Alabama. That was my high school gym. Okay. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you know, and Beth Phoenix's presentation speech. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Okay. Right? <laughs> Man, you got to get out there. You got to get some more indies in you. It's, there's not as many readily available. And having the kid right now, yeah. when he can start going to some things, that's probably when the it's really going to ramp up. Turn up the indie scene now. Yeah. We'll do some indies, baseball games football games, stuff like that. Just really take them to some events. We got a apparently we've got a dominant hockey team here in town. I haven't been to a game this year, but you know, it's dominant. Man, Al, I gotta mention not, sorry, Art- Al, Duke. Duke, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Come on, man. Hold on. Hold on. I was gonna ask you who you got on the you go to the you, you support the Indies here in the Midwest. Is there a guy that sticks out to you? My favorite spot, and it's kind of silly but I like it. The, it's that magic carpet ride that Arya Davari does or did. Okay. That's a while ago, but yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I think he's an, a, I'm glad I, I'm he's glad, a, I glad I stopped you. <laughs> I think he's an AEW these days, but that was a favorite of mine. Just figure, you know, it'd be good to highlight some local guys. Apparently we have an embarrassment of riches here with all the wrestling promotions in Minnesota. We do. All right, now what were you going to say before I uh, cut you off there? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Were you just going to compliment Larry Legend right behind me here? I don't think Larry Legend ever climbed up to the top. Never needed to. <laughs> Did you ever yeah, find out what God. his finisher was? Don't worry about what his finisher was. <laughs> he never finished a match. That's why you never know. Oh, I don't want to finish. <laughs> it was it was usually on the outskirts of the ring in a tag match complaining. <laughs> that's that's how he finished matches. It's not why we're here, guys. It's not why we're here. <laughs> let me let me ask you this here. I know we're gonna be wrapping her up, but we did that year of TNA and their number one spot of all time is that scale in the top of the cage, moonsaulting the guy into the ring. 
Where do you rank that? Uh, her, her, Hurricane Rana? Hurricane Rana, right. There you go. Yeah, moonsaulting a guy into the ring. Uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> that is still to this day one of the most mesmerizing clips in professional wrestling. I mean, if you're just going to say where you're, you know, what are your top five, you know, crazy high flying moments and in, in just wrestling, not just TNA wrestling, that's up there. That's that's high up there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I put it as you know my number one high flying situation of all time, the the biggest leap ever, but it's probably in consideration. I know, Al. You know what we're talking about here. Where? What are your thoughts on that? It's a it's a crazy it's a crazy spot, and I I don't remember seeing the spot since with the you know especially with the with the walking on the cage over to it like it, there's so much in that situation could have gone wrong and it went right uh what your thoughts where do you put it i mean it would be way up there it, it's really hard to take some of these cage sale spots you know like hell in a sale spots as you know a leaping moment versus a falling moment right. because some of those really stick out in your head like, you know mankind getting chunked off the sail that you know that right. that one always you know it's like whoa that's not really a leap spot i mean that's a uh, thank god he didn't get killed spot that's, that's what that <laughs> yeah. right i mean that would be up there that's that from tna is definitely up there yeah I mean, it looks like duke is frozen in time again nice nice new inter- <laughs> internet you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get one of them, uh, whatever you call it, that you got to get the signal up to the <laughs> office. A fucking booster. Booster, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy leap year, everybody. Right, anything, anything, I was going to say, any any happy leaping uh, left on the table for either of you? I mean, unless you want to talk about Dom, I'm good. I don't want to talk about Dom. <laughs> but it's Duke. Eddie's son. Duke, you'll, you'll probably see it in about 20, 22 minutes. Al just held up the action figure atomic material. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> Nerdy Dom. <laughs> All, right. All right. His papa. Nice. Uh, so I guess well, with with that we'll we'll put a we'll put a pin on this one. We'll leap off the steel cage of this this episode here. Thank you everybody for hanging out with another Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast special. Enjoy your leap day. Another extra day for you to get to work. (laughs) Second for me one time. Slide one in there. Pull it out of there. Slide it in there. Pull it out of there. Slide one in there.